Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted as always to be joined by Mr. Peter Fury. Peter, first of all, how are you? I'm still alive, Coogan. I'm not dead yet. Um, we just literally did an interview the day before you left for fight camp. I know. I know um, a lot of people said to me, you know, I look very rough in that video, but, you know, I look rough seven days a week. <laughs> so, it's, <laughs> so it's hard to tell. But no, I was, uh, I was under the weather. But listen, it's, um, I wasn't feeling good from the 3rd of October. It was on my daughter's birthday, didn't feel good. And then that week, I started to feel a bit worse. Nothing, uh, nothing to put me on my back or put me in bed or nothing like that. But like I did feel a bit fluey and stuff, you know. So, um, yeah. And then that week, I started feeling okay. Sunday, the Sunday and the week, I was, I was all right, to be honest with you. But, you know, I must have had, I must have had still, uh, must have had it still in my system then. Mm. But I didn't have a clue if I had anything. To me, I just thought I had uh, a mild dose of the flu or something, you know. That's what I thought I had. And that's for the coughing. You know, I want to be clear on this because when I was training, um, when I was doing the training camps in Belgium in 2011, 2012, the gym was like a fairway and I used to take them on the pads for a couple of hours or something and all my T-shirts would be wet. And what I'd done, I, I developed a pleurisy of the lungs because the T-shirts were drying on my chest and it must have got on my lungs. So, uh, you know, since I've had that, I've been coughing ever since. So even when I'm well, I'm coughing, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I've always been coughing. That's just one of them things. But I feel a lot better anyway. That's the answer to the question. Good, good to hear. And I know, listen, obviously your health does come first, but yeah. you, the kind of person you are, you'll be more, like, not more concerned, but you'll be concerned as well about kind of the knock-on effect it has when obviously you're in this situation because it affects Savannah, Huey, etc., etc. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Savannah's had another test. I know she come back negative on the... Uh, on the fight camp result, but she's had another test since then. She's negative. Yui's had a test. They're all, everybody's negative. So they've all had tests and they've all had negative results back. Mm. You know, and they've, I think I think Yui's had a couple of times and so Savannah as well. Even my other sons as well, you know, they've all had uh, they've all had tests and everybody around me who I've come into contact with Kerry Kays, everybody's had a negative result back. Mm. So I don't I don't know, you know. Well that's good. That's good. Um, as in regards to Savannah's postponed fight with Hannah Rankin now, what, yeah. what's one of the latest on that? Eddie Hearn was talking about potentially putting that on at the end of the month on the Usyk Zora card. But how's that sitting at the moment, Pete? I just want to say uh, I've got to be in this uh, quarantine thing. I think it's up this week um, towards the weekend. So we'll have a look at that. And um, I'll have to have another test and see. If it's uh, negative, because I was listening to yours and Eddie's interview the other day, 
And Eddie was saying, you know, it can still be in your system. Although you've recovered from it, you can still carry the antibodies. And if that shows up, you'll get a positive. So I don't know what to make of it at all. So I've got to see. I've got to see what happens and uh, we'll, we'll take it from there. But um, by the time I've done this quarantine thing and uh, I go and get a result, I'll have to have a look at it. So I, I don't really know at the moment. It all depends uh, when I get this negative result back. Yeah, obviously he was explaining that in that interview about uh, his situation and yeah. comparing it to the, the football, the Premier League, saying that you know they don't retest for like 90 days. But in boxing, after you've had a test to, to get back into boxing, you have to have a negative test with the ball. So it's a kind of, it's a difficult situation, isn't it? Because it could still, uh, still show up, even though you're not infectious, it could still show up as a positive test. Well, science says that you're not infectious after seven, seven days it is after you uh, test positive. So, like I said, if you're carrying no symptoms and you're fine, but it's still in, if the antibodies are still there, you know, and if you're non-infectious, how come you can't, how come you can't uh, box, you know, or, or be around boxing? So it's, it's, not, it's not correct, is it? If that's the case, if you, can't, if you can't give it anybody, then, you know, and you're over the symptoms yourself. So what's the problem? Yeah. If, it's the, if the antibodies are there, then they're there, aren't they? It doesn't mean to say it's detriment to your health or anything else. You've just got the antibodies in your blood, which protect you from it. So like I said, how can you not be able to um, carry on? But they're going to have to look at this, the boxing board, because this is going to happen. And it's happening to quite a lot of people in boxing as well. You know, for me, it's out there public. I don't mind. But a lot of people want to keep it under the carpet. You know, there's, there's quite a few testing, as you know. Mm. So basically, you know, the boxing board need to do something about it and pretty sharp. Because like I said, we all need to get back doing what we're doing. And let's not forget, these fighters need to fight. They need to get paid. And they want the trainers in the corners, which is only natural. So hopefully... We can get it uh, sorted out. Absolutely, Pete. I know you were kind of uh, watching the boxing from uh, home on yeah. Saturday night, and there was there was a lot going on. It was like the night for the underdogs. A lot of upset wins, uh, but I suppose the, the main talking point was uh, Vasquez and Ritson, in which many believe that. Vasquez won the fight and uh, Ritson was given it. Uh, there was one wide scorecard by Terry O'Connor in that as well. And <clears throat> he's obviously come under a lot of uh, criticism over whether he was on the phone, whether he had his scorecard, no one knows. Um, what, what did you make of the night in general and, and those talking points, Pete? Well, it's like anything else. First of all, let's talk about the fighters. Ritson's a quality fighter. He's got world class about him because when you're on this level, you know, fights are, you're on a world level. He's fighting a former world champion. So he was doing well, but what I couldn't understand is he was landing that jab and, you know, he was finding a home for the jab, but none of the other shots was coming off. You know, so there was that. The non-agency in the corner baffled me. You know, I just didn't get that at all. You know, quite clearly, he was getting the punch volumes and look, it's all right saying you're catching them on the gloves, but no, that wasn't correct. Shots was getting through there, you know, and there were some, quite some good meaty shots getting through as well, you know. So, like I said, um, it, it's just one of them, whether it be ring rust or whatever it is, but, you know, that guy, you know, 12 rounds, 
no matter who he is, he did deserve to win, in my opinion. You know, it was clear. You know, let's put it this way. Whether you don't like going round in a circle, you know, this is boxing. What are you asking for? For somebody to stand still while you're with them. You know, this is boxing. This is the game. You know, so what? Say if Terry Gokonnor didn't don't like the style, he likes come forward fighters. Then if he likes that particular fighter, why is he a judge? You see what I'm trying to say to you? He shouldn't be a judge, should he? So his own personal opinion, the way he views fights, you know, if you're not coming forward, you're not knocking him out, and you're boxing and you're moving, probably Terry O'Connor don't like that. So he's not, he's, not, <laughs> he's not scoring for it. So this is what you see. And, you know, a few times I've watched him, actually, over the few years. We had a big, uh, we had a big issue with Huey when he fought Parker. And regardless of what people think of that fight and what they don't, you know, I was ringside looking at it. And I'm very sceptical anyway. I always look at the worst scenario. I'm not a, somebody that hopes for the best. You know, I'm looking at it. And, um, you know, to give Yui, regardless of what I thought about the win, but to give Yui two rounds or something out of 12, it was bizarre. You know, so I just didn't get it. So for me, listen, Terry O'Connor's not taking a brown envelope. He's not doing anything. But I think Terry O'Connor does things in his own mind, which is not correct for his position, you know, on the judging side of it. So um, it does need looking at because he's been in a lot of controversial decisions. And my opinion is he's not been correct. Um, I did speak to Terry at the Sexton fight. And because uh, that's the first time I caught up with him since the Parker fight. And I just asked him, I just said to him, you know, you know, you want to be fair in this uh, scenario. I said, I know you're not judging it. You're a referee. I said, but, you know, he says, oh, well, you know, that's your opinion. I judge the fight who I've seen it myself. But you know what it is ref with people? It's just the way it is. But I don't agree with his scoring whatsoever. Mm. And it's not, it's not the first time with him, is it? So like I said, that's to say he's bent and he takes an envelope. No, nobody's saying that. You know, he probably believes, but, you know, his way of looking at fights ain't the correct way of looking at it. And he's being pulled up too many times now because wide scores like that is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, you know, it's, um, and it's wrong. And, and, and the other point is this, and I'm not saying it's him, but people like this who wants to judge your fight the way he wants to judge it, and he thinks, oh, you know, that guy's from Mexico, I'm going to give it this English guy or whatever. I don't know what's going through his mind. But when you get people involved in judging like this, you know, it's easy for somebody who's got an agenda to butt in and say, look, you know, do us a favour, you know, this guy's X, Y, Z. You know, they're capable of doing anything. So, like I said, I think, I think the sport does need tidying up because these scores, they shouldn't be that massive for disparities in the scoring anyway. Certainly not what happened uh, the other night. It's wrong, isn't it? Can't say it's right. And listen, people don't speak up because they think, oh, you know, he's going to get no favours with the board. I've got fighters, decisions go against them. Well, I've got some news for you. Fuck off. Because I'm not having any of it. You know, we need to speak up and speak out. If you want to take it out on my fighters, I'm only telling you what I see. You know, I see the scoring as being wrong. Shape it up and do the job properly. And I've got to say this. If my fighter comes out and he's lost that fight and he's had the nod with a referee or whatever, I'm going to come back in that dressing room and say to my fighter, you know what, you lost that. I ain't going to blow smoke up anybody's ass. Let the better man win the fight. 
Yeah. I don't care if it's my fighter or whatever. I said about Povetkin. I said, yeah, I had Povetkin winning by a few rounds. Pula, no argument with the fight. He lost that. Yeah. Parker, different story altogether, mainly because we've got people like O'Connor doing this. I don't know where he's scoring from. He, must be, he, need, he needs to look at his mobile phone because that repl replicates his scoring. Maybe he was watching, I don't know, <laughs> he was watching a program on it. <laughs> but like I said, look, it's not personal, it's boxing. But when you're in a trusted position, yeah, whatever you may be, whatever you're not, they, they need. People need to look at it. They need to look at the past scoring and say, look, whatever this guy's reasons are, whatever his views are, even if they're genuine, they're not correct, step aside. Yeah. It's got uh, to be proper, Coogan, you know. Yeah. These young athletes, the training, this is their life, the training, especially when you look in serious fights and all of a sudden the corner's celebrating, you know, you think you've won and then you're looking at the judges and thinking, you know, I have a won, you know. It shouldn't be like that, should it? You should know when you've won a fight, shouldn't you? And everybody else should as well. I agree with what you're saying as well, Peter, about you should be able to say what you want to say without the fear of kind of it going against you in, in future fights. Like That shouldn't be a thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, if look, if you want to kiss all and you want to do all that, that's fine for you. But I'm 52 years of age. <laughs> Listen, you could kill over tomorrow. You know, I'm, I'm into boxing for one thing. Be truthful with it, man up about it, and do the job properly. Not like, oh, you know, Terry's been in the job 40 years, you'll have to give him some leeway. Jog on, you're not doing it right. Move on, isn't it? Get somebody else in to do it properly. Um, I'm not asking you to agree with me, Coogan. Obviously, that's just my point of view. No, I, listen. I, <laughs> I don't want to get you in any lumber. No, that's all right, Pete. That's all right. No, listen. <laughs> I think what was there the other day was obvious for the majority of people in boxing. It's nothing to do with Lewis Ritson either. You know, like I see people giving Lewis Ritson stick. It's nothing to do with Lewis Ritson. This ain't about Lewis Ritson. He's just, he's come away with a win. It's not that, that's not what the issue is. The issue is... No, exactly. Yeah. No, um, exactly. Ritson's a good fighter. And, you know, look, I'm glad he's won, to be honest with you, because I just think Ritson had an off night there and I don't know what his corner was doing. You know, all relaxed. Well, you've had a year out. I could hear all this going on in the corner. It's like just waking up in the morning before you've had a cup of coffee. You know, it's serious this. You're there in that corner to advise the fighter. And no, it wasn't going well, was it? It wasn't an easy win, as they thought. Even with Terry O'Connor, you know, massive decision. <laughs> Still a split. So obviously, there's a problem there, isn't there? Mm. You know, so they need to... Uh, you know, look, I was on the edge of my seat. I was saying, you know, why are they telling him that? He needs to do this, he needs to do that, he needs to do this, because you want them, you know the talent's there, and they're not doing it, you just want them to do well. But listen, he won it, he trained hard for it, but he's, um, I think he'll be back next year and correct it, because all this about, he needs a fighter coming on to him and all that, that's bollocks, isn't it? He needs to know, get the distance, there's no body shots being fired there. You know, when you've got a guy that's zooming around the ring like that, he's popping little shots out everywhere all the time, you know, you have to slow them down. And if the head's not available, you've got to step on top and start working the body. Then coming upstairs, he wasn't throwing punches in bunches. What he needed to do was somebody like that. You know, he was throwing, he was throwing jabs, jabs. And he was even saying in the corner about, oh, you know, keep the pressure on, keep the pressure on. There was no pressure there because his feet was too slow. That guy was moving around all night like that. You know, he wasn't going to go anywhere because he wasn't being 
he wasn't being pressured. He, was, he wasn't being pressured enough to blow a gasket. And the way to do that was to get on him, let them body shots go, arms, elbows and everything else to slow him up. And then his shots will come off. That's my opinion of it anyway. It's a shame that the scorecards dominated the talking points of the night because there were some really good performances, like I said, from the the less favoured fighters on the night. Uh, Ryland Charlton beating Joe Laws and um, Mark Leach beating um, Kez Ashfak, even Kane Baker as well beating Tony Bellew's kid. There were some good moments and good performances from them guys. Yeah, there was. I thought uh, Tony Bellew's lad was just too short notice for him. You know, he's a talent, he is. He can fight that young kid. Mm. You can see the talents in him. He's just got to get... He, he, he needed more time, didn't he? And the other lad, he was match fit because he'd only gone 10 rounds a few weeks ago. And he kept in the gym. So the experience and the match fit, it was a, it was a big ask. But it's still in no harm. Everybody's going on about, oh, it's a loss. That's the end of the game. No, it's not. It's how you lose. You know, there's a reason why that young kid's lost. Because his preparation, it, there wasn't enough time. But he's a... Uh, He's got a good future, that young lad. I enjoyed the fight, to be honest. He's got some talent. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Uh, did you watch uh, Eddie Scottney, uh, who made her debut as well? I did. I was impressed with her. Um, she's quite good. She, I seen her. She took her time. She was fainting her shots, setting her shots up. She wasn't wasting anything. <clears throat> For a debutant, she didn't uh, rush, her, rush her work at all. She was very calm, very relaxed. It was... Uh, it was an A-class performance. That's all you can say about it. Um, did you stay up for the fight between Lomachenko and Tiafimo Lopez? I didn't, but I watched it uh, the next morning. Yeah. And uh, I never spoke to anybody. I thought to myself, I will, I'm just going to watch this. So I didn't know the result because it's the worst thing ever, isn't it? Yeah, of course. You know, so I just uh, I looked at it. And he won, yeah. I'd, look, you know, I think, uh, what did he say afterwards, uh, Lomachenko, that um, people, you know, real boxing fans need to know I was collecting data. Well, that's, that's very good, and I, I do get it. And he's, the slickness of him, in and out, his footwork was sublime. You know, you couldn't fault it. But it's all right collecting data, you know. <laughs> what about giving some out? You know, there was no punch rate. He, he didn't do anything. So he let loads of rounds slip by. You know, the first half of the fight, first six, seven rounds, you just it was one-way traffic. You know, so he let the fight slip. He didn't do enough. Now, that's not to say he didn't do enough. I don't think he could, he could do anything. I think Lopez was a bigger, stronger, you know, he was a bigger, stronger man, and he was unable to do anything. And towards the end of it, he could see himself probably slipping, and he had to take chances. But he decided to do that too late. And it cost him because you can't give away seven or eight rounds in a world title fight and think you're going to outpoint the guy. That's not going to happen. So it was the right decision and the best fighter won. There was one ridiculously wide scorecard on, on that fight as well. I think it was, a, was it 120-109 or something similar to that. To who? To Lopez, yeah. One of the cards was massively wide on that, wasn't there? I didn't give it by that. I think me looking on it, I don't really, although I, I comment about scores and everything, I don't really understand that scoring works. I just look at the fight and score it as I see it. I think you give away the first six, seven rounds 
and then they started having an even round or something like that. And I probably give it, um, I probably give it Lopez by about four rounds. Mm. Um, he's got a big future though, hasn't he, Tiafimo Lopez? Oh my God, twenty-three years of age. You know, you, you got to say in that weight division, he looks unstoppable. Mm. You know, I think, um, I think if the rematch happens, it's it's going to go the same way because he, you know, he stood there. He was mixing it up as well. You know, what a guy for 23 years of age. You know, it's nice to see. You know, it's, uh, this is what boxing and dreams are made of, are made of you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Pete, any, uh, any news regarding Huey landing on the White Povetkin bill? Well, I spoke, uh, I've been speaking to all the team, um, spoke again today, and... Um, and we're just gonna we're just sorting it out, looking for a looking for a decent uh, opponent because I don't know. We'll have to have a look and see. There's been a few names put forward. They're not ideal, but like I said, it just depends. But we're gonna uh, we're gonna reconvene and uh, we'll get somebody for Yui anyway. You know, we're not looking for uh, any uh, any pushovers or non-entities. But also, you know, if you if you're gonna fight somebody with um, you know, up and coming, you know, dangerous fighters, what nobody's heard of, then you might as well fight somebody just as good with a reputation or something to get out of it. Mm. So it's one of them. So it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a fine balance. So like I said, we're trying to work through it and uh, we'll definitely come up with uh, some solutions. So he will be fighting Yui. Whether he's, on, whether he's on that card or on Joshua's card, I'm not too sure. So we'll have to just wait and see. The main thing is, is getting the right opponent uh, and getting it knuckled down so as you, he can get stuck in. But for you, obviously, you've got your own situation to sort out, hopefully this week, and everything comes back all right, because that obviously has a knock-on effect for, for Huey and Savannah there. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't, because, listen, you know, you know, I do very good training camps, and if I keep getting a positive over the next week or so, then they'll have to fight in the corners without me, won't they? You know, because, um, you know, I want them to fight and um, I'll just get somebody and, uh, you know, give them all the things what to do. It's, it's double the work, don't get me wrong, because it's not you in there and fights. You know, you do need good advice in that corner, that's without a doubt. But like I said, I'm very confident in uh, both Huey and Savannah. You know, let's not forget, Huey more so, he's had 27 pro fights, he's been in with everybody. So what we work on in the gym... Yui's a, Yui's a different kettle of fish today. So um, whether I'm there or not, Yui will be fighting. And uh, the same with Savannah. You know, I know Savannah, she doesn't want to fight at all if I'm not in the corner. And I understand that. But I've got high confidence in her. And I've got high confidence in her with this bout as well. So, like I said, worst comes push to the shove, they're going to be fighting whether I'm there or not. So there's no, uh, there's no getting out of fights and saying, oh, you know, that's just put it off, you know, I'm COVID positive. How, how can you do that? You know, you're a trainer at the end of the day. You know, they're the fighters, the, yeah. the negative. So they're going to be fighting Coogan. Rest yeah. assured on it. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, I think we've got a blank week in boxing this week. I don't think there's too much going on uh, here in no. the UK. So I was very impressed with him, um, Leach. Mark Leach. Yeah. It was a great performance and he fought a top kid as well in Ashfak, isn't it? Kez Ashfak, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to do to do what he done there, 
you know, Ashfak, to be fair to him, was doing nothing wrong. He was, it was a good performance from him. But, you know, that upper body movement, that slipping and sliding and being in the pocket was exceptional to see. You know, that was, uh, that was proper world-level stuff. He's, he's, he's going places, that kid. Good fighter. So I was very impressed with that fight. And uh, Ryland Charlton beating Joe Laws. That was a good performance from Ryland Charlton. Yeah, I seen it, and um, you could see why. You could see with uh, his body shape that he was a puncher. And I just thought, usually with people like that, they come in, they're stiff, they're very methodical, and you can see everything they're doing. But when you looked at him, he come out in that first round, and he straight away Charlton. He got behind that jab. You know, and he's, uh, you can see he had a good idea. He had a good, not only as the power, he had good boxing skill as well. Yeah. And um, Laws just, he was just going around that ring like, like a he had like a turbo rocket up his ass. You know, he's flying everywhere. Yeah. You know, so uh, like I said, you know, Charlton's, a good, Charlton's good. He's a good prospect coming through. I think that was his arrival. So I think you can see big things coming from him in the future. He's going to get better and better, that kid. And the yeah. good thing is that that weight, he can punch. You know, you can see the damage he was doing. And that's for Laws, you've got to give him credit because he come and had a fight and that's exactly what he did. Yeah. But, you know, you can't really, you can't really stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with somebody that's got twice your power. That's what boxing's about. You can't, you've got to drop the macho stuff. And that's what was the problem with him. Because the two had unbeaten records, he just thought, right, I need to win this. I need to show you who's boss or whatever. You can't do that. So, partly for laws, it's probably inexperience. But the, uh, you know, he lost to the better man. There's no question. Okay. Well, Peter, appreciate your time as always. Um, <coughs> yeah, wish you the best of health. You seem fine. So, hopefully, you uh, get a negative test when you're next tested. Yeah. Where uh, you can get back to work. Yeah, that's it, Coogan. So. Uh, but listen, a lot of people's had it, haven't they? So I think everybody's going to end up with it at one time or another. Because how, how can you be odds with it? And I've got to say, I haven't been around hardly anybody. Mm. You know, the people I've been around, as I said, I, you know, I'm, I keep a close circle. I'm not really somebody that mixes in crowds. I don't go anywhere. Yeah. So obviously, uh, if I'm going to the petrol pump, I've got gloves on. So I don't really touch any public services. So you tell me. So I don't know how. don't know how I've got it. Either... Some of the kids have brought it back in the house and touched the surface or something, or I've touched that. It can be anything. So, like I said, I don't think... How can you protect yourself from it, really? You can only do your best, can't you? No, exactly. Lock yourself up on your own and don't have any contact with anyone. That's the only safe way of doing it. But how do you do that? You've got to, you've got to well, live you, your life to a certain degree. You, you're not able to do that, are you? Well, no, but, you know... It's difficult, it's difficult. And like I said, there's no set way of, like, getting it. And people um, that have been around people haven't got it. It's like, people that have lived with people haven't got it. So how does that work, then, if you're around someone all the time and they haven't got it from someone who's tested positive? It's, I think there's a big grey area in how this is uh, contracted. So Yeah, well, fortunately, like I said, my missus ain't got it. Nobody's got it. I'm the only one that's got it. Mm. So, which is a good thing, don't get me wrong. But uh, anyway, if old Donald Trump, mate, can not have no problem, <laughs> it's good for me, you know? 
Donald Trump and Boris Johnson have had it. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody's had it, haven't they, nearly? A lot of people's getting it now, even more so with the second phase, aren't they? Yeah. So what's, when's the next shows then, Coogan? What's happening? What... Uh, the next one will be Usyk and Chisora, which is not this weekend, next weekend. Thank Looking you. forward to that. Some, some, uh, that'll be a good fight to see. A very good fight. Definitely. You know what? I've got to tell you here. They say, <laughs> you know, can, um, can Usyk... Uh, I've had a lot of comments, you know, everybody's saying, you know, can this guy take it from a real heavyweight? Well, Joe Joyce is not like, Joe Joyce ain't a middleweight, is he? You know, they had a proper yeah. contest with no head guards on, you know, and uh, I seen Usyk stand his ground and take everything Joe Joyce had to deliver yeah. <laughs> and he was firing straight back. So like I said, you know, you can't get any bigger unit than Joe Joyce. Yeah. And Joe Joyce has got a lot of punching power as well. He can hit, you know. And Usyk took everything he had to deliver and there was no problem there. So I'm not just seeing that this guy, can he take shots from a heavyweight when he's already been in with an heavyweight? And not a shit heavyweight either. <laughs> so like I said, it's on YouTube. Take a look at it yourself. And you can see if he can take a shot or not. Yeah. So... Um, Intriguing fight, it really is. It's, um... It is. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Mm. It'd be a good fight. A good undercard as well. Yeah, uh, decent undercard. But no, we're not looking for any uh, pushovers for Yui, getting back to Yui. Um, it's just making that bit of a leap from fighting somebody who's just as dangerous as somebody with a good reputation or something to gain from it. So that's, 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 that's the bridge we're trying to, try, trying to look at here. You know? So if, if there's good fights available... It's as well to take them, rather than just take a, I'm not, you know, somebody who's up and coming with a, with no name. That's that's a good fighter. So we've got to look at it. Well, hopefully something's confirmed soon. Um, on yeah, I'm sure we will. Everybody's working on it. I know. Uh, I know everybody's looking at it. Eddie's looking at it. They're all looking at it. So um, we'll get something back. Okay, well, Peter, I'm sure we'll catch up with you over the next uh, week or two anyway, uh, when you have more news on your fighters and yourself. And yeah, like I said, get yourself better, even though you look better. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Yeah, well, it'd be good to, good to get everything back to normal, you know. But uh, I'm really looking to get Savannah's uh, fight out of the way. Because if ever a girl's waited, you know, she had, a, she had the light heavyweight world title postponed to the first COVID and now <laughs> she's had another world title postponed <laughs> to COVID again so it don't uh, it's unbelievable it's just uh, it's one of them you know everything's meant for a reason but I will say this about Savannah Marshall yeah she's very very intelligent and she's patient you know and she's took it so well you know it's unbelievable you know, she said to me, you know, it's meant to be, you know, so just, let's just get the fight on as soon as we can. Yeah. She's yeah. back sparring. She's, she trained today and um, that's it. But at, uh, she has got a, a world champion attitude. She has. So I'll see, uh, I can't wait to, to get her in the ring because I'm, I'm quite sure 
she's going to be around for uh, quite a while. We look forward to it. Yeah. Okay. Have you got anything else you'd like to add, Peter? What are you having for your tea? I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know yet. I'm going to think about it in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Now, it's always good speaking to you, Coogan. And um, let's just see what the next coming days unfold. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, all right, Peter, thank you very much. And we'll definitely catch up soon. No problem, Coogan. All the best to you, mate. All right, top man. Thank you very much, Peter Fury. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.